the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Hold you up for me. Moses went down to Egypt land. magic show it turned to a snake and it crawled around but the pharaoh still told him no 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 moses led his people through the parted red sea moses led his people through the parted red sea moses led his people through the parted red sea still told him no, no, no. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? So God sent frogs and bugs and boils and hail from out of the sky. But the Pharaoh says, no, you still can't go. So the firstborn children had to die. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people out of slavery and marched right through the sea. The Pharaoh sent his army right after the slaves, but his army ended up under the waves. Glug, 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 glug. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea.
Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing story from the Bible and Living Sound. After Jacob's death, when the days of mourning were over, Joseph went to the palace of Pharaoh and stood before him. Your Majesty, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, if I have found grace in your eyes, open your ears now to your servant Joseph. What is your desire, Joseph? My father sent for me, saying, Lo, I am dying. Swear unto me that you will bury me in the burial place of my fathers in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, your majesty, let me go up, I pray you, and bury my father. Go, Joseph, and bury your father according as he made you swear. So Joseph and his brothers and their servants went to Canaan to bury Jacob. Pharaoh sent along many of his servants to help. It was a very great company. At length they came to the land of Canaan. Antor, see that field over there? The cave and the hill beyond? I see it, my lord. That is the field of Machpelah, which Abraham, my ancestor, brought for me from the Hittite. Indeed, my lord. This is the burial place of my ancestors. Give orders for the entire company to rest here. Prepare for the burial of my father. Thus Joseph buried his father, even as he had sworn to do, and having lovingly laid his father to rest, set out once more for the land of Egypt. After the burial of Jacob, fear once again filled the hearts of Joseph's brothers. Though Joseph had been kind to them, their own guilty conscience made them distrustful. So they took counsel together. Now that father is dead, what if Joseph should desire to take revenge on us? Yes, maybe it was only the fear of hurting father that kept him from punishing us for having thrown him into the pit and selling him to the slave dealer. Oh, I never thought of that. He's lord and master here in Egypt. Yeah. He could have us all arrested and put in prison. And maybe sell us into slavery. Or even have us killed. Ah, let's send a messenger to Joseph and plead with him. Yes, and tell him what father said to us just before he died. Agree? Yes, yes. And thy brethren bade me say unto my lord, Thus your father commanded before he died, Forgive, I pray you, the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil unto you. Forgive them for what they did, for they are the servants of the God of your fathers. Go tell my brothers to come to me. Yes, my lord. And his brothers came and fell down in the dust before Joseph, fearing greatly and not knowing what he intended to do. Behold, Joseph, we are your servants. Forgive us, Joseph. In the name of Jacob, our father, forgive us. Rise, fear not, brothers. I am not God and cannot judge you. You did evil against me, 
But God brought me to this place and gave me the power to save millions from starvation. Be not afraid, therefore. I will nourish you and your little ones, and I will not hold your sin against you. So arise and come with me to the city, and let us be at peace one with another. Truly, Joseph, you have forgiven us much. May God bless you with a long and prosperous life. In this way, after so many years, Joseph and his brothers were reconciled at last. And God did grant a long and prosperous life to Joseph. We see him many years later. The chair he sits on is a gift from Pharaoh and scarcely less decorated with gold and precious stones than the throne of Pharaoh itself. Joseph is surrounded by his grandchildren. Grandfather, tell us a story. <laughs> tell us about when you were a boy and were sold as a slave. Oh, dear. And how you were put in prison. Oh. <laughs> how Pharaoh made you ruler over all Egypt. And how your brothers came to buy corn. Well, well, you want a rather long story, don't you? But I'll tell it to you again because I want you to see and remember always how God is leading us, even in all our troubles, so that his good purposes can be fulfilled. Now, once upon a time there lived We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
again. This is Kim on my digital voice recorder, making a report for health class. The teacher wants us to tell what we did today to stay healthy. Well, here's what I did. I didn't get mad at Alex. Let me explain. Alex loves to make my life miserable. He thinks it's so much fun to tease me about my hair. Okay, my hair is kind of strange. doesn't really have a color. It's just kind of a bunch of colors all mixed up. My dad says it reminds him of an old car he once had. I hate my hair. So today, Alex walks up to me and says, Hey, Kim, I think I know what color your hair is. It's garbage. I felt myself getting really, really mad. But then I remembered something I learned in health class. Teachers said that getting angry is bad for your health. Your blood pressure goes up, your digestion stops, your heart beats faster than it needs to, and your muscles get tense, all because you're mad. That stress just sits there in your body, making your head hurt. So I had to decide right then and there if I was going to make myself sick or not. I looked right at Alex and said, I think you're right. My hair is the color of garbage, and that makes me very, very, very special. Then I smiled sweetly and walked away. Wow, not getting mad sure felt good. My heart didn't beat too fast, my digestion kept going, and my blood pressure stayed right where it belonged. I might not love my hair, but I sure love my health. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Gina's Gift Garden. Gina had come to spend the summer with her grandmother. One day, while they were working in the garden, Gina saw one of grandmother's neighbors in his field next to grandmother's place. Hello, Mr. Richards, Gina called and waved. Oh, Grandmother, you have so many nice neighbors and friends, Gina said, turning to Grandmother. Grandmother smiled at Gina. I am glad you like all my friends. I know they like you, too. For a while, Gina pulled weeds quietly with Grandmother. Then she stopped. Grandmother, she said suddenly, you know what I would like to do? No, I don't, honey, Grandmother answered. I would like to give all my new friends a gift, Gina said, but that would take a lot of money and I have only 50 cents in my bank. It would take a lot of money, Gina, if you bought gifts, Grandmother agreed, but you can give gifts without spending very much money. Gina was so surprised that her blue eyes opened wide. How can I do that, Grandmother? Oh, please tell me. I will. Grandmother pointed to one corner of the garden. See that part of the garden where no green plants are growing? That used to be a flower garden, but last summer I wasn't well enough to grow flowers. This year I have been thinking about planting it again, but so far I haven't gotten around to it. Grandmother paused and put her arm around Gina. How would you like to grow your gifts for your friends? You mean grow flowers, Gina exclaimed. Grandmother nodded. I have some flower seeds and you can buy some more. It doesn't cost much to grow flowers. Gina gave Grandmother a big, big hug. Then she said, let's start planting right away. Grandmother and Gina worked nearly every day in their garden. Gina liked to look at the different flower plants and try to guess their names. Is this a zinnia, she would ask Grandmother, and Grandmother would tell her whether it was or not. Soon, Gina knew which plants were the marigolds and which were poppies and zinnias and petunias. The plants grew big and tall. Then they got little buds on them. You will soon have flowers, Grandmother said. The buds are the baby blossoms. One bright morning, Gina saw her first flower. A huge, bright pink zinnia was blooming next to the fence. She ran in to tell Grandmother, A zinnia has bloomed. Whom can I give it to? I don't know, dear, Grandmother answered. Don't you think you should wait until you have enough blooms for a bouquet before you give any of your flowers away? But Gina shook her head. She suddenly knew who she wanted to have her first flower. She borrowed Grandmother's scissors and went to the garden. In a minute, she was back. She brought the bright zinnia and held it out to Grandmother. This is for you, she said. I want you to have the first flower, Grandmother, because you helped me grow my gift garden. Grandmother was very happy with her zinnia. She put it in a vase of water and set the vase in the picture window. Everyone who passes the house can see and enjoy it too, she told Gina. Soon Gina had lots of flowers in her garden. She gave bouquets to all her friends and took one every Sabbath to Sabbath school. One day, however, she looked thoughtful as she watched Grandmother gather a big bouquet for her. I wish I could take someone a very special bouquet, she said suddenly. Who is that? asked Grandmother. I'm sure we can give flowers to anyone you want to have them. There certainly are enough in your garden. I want to give a big bouquet to Jesus, answered Gina. Grandmother put down the flower she had in her hand and caught Gina in her arms. Honey, she said softly, you have given Jesus many bouquets. In fact, your whole flower garden belongs to Jesus because you have made so many people happy by giving them flowers from it. When we make others happy by doing something for them, it is just the same as if we were making Jesus happy. Gina smiled. I'm glad I can give my garden to Jesus because I want to give him a gift most of all. 
The story you've heard today was first published as part of the Vacation Bible School program in the book God's World by the Review and Herald Publishing Association and the General Conference Sabbath School Department. If you are interested in any other products published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This is the way these boys and girls can hop and skip and play. But when their teachers call to them, they listen and obey. This is the way these boys and girls can find a place to hide. But when their mothers call to them, they quickly come inside. This is the way these boys and girls can climb a tree so tall. But they come climbing down again when they hear Daddy call. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio and is a production of life talk radio at lifetalk.net